0: following radio show takes place between 7pm and 8.05pm. Events occur in fake time. I was paid to put on a killer show. Day It is, of course, December 15th, 2021, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. Look, I spent the whole day typing dates on spreadsheets and really ridiculous stuff and stupid shit like that, and yet somehow, after writing them down all day and putting, like, due dates of shit on spreadsheets, fucking dumbass spreadsheets all day, I still had to look, still had to check my phone and see, all right, shit, what's the day today? So, hello to all of you out there. Of course, you can be sure that you're following along. You you can. I'm, I'm not saying you have to, but it would be somewhat preferable if you uh, were to follow along with us. It is, of course, at Simulation Radio on everything, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which we stream the live shows to, and uh, YouTube and Twitch as well. If you're listening to the podcast or the YouTube recording, then... I got some good news for you. It's I don't want to call it breaking because this has been news for uh, quite a decent amount of time. But you can indeed check out, watch and chat along with the show live at 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. We're wrapping it up this week. It's the last day of Simulation Radio Live until un- until next week. Look, all the other radio shows are taking holiday breaks after this week. I don't what the fuck. I don't even know what a holiday break is. I'm not taking a holiday break. I will be with you all of next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd, and the week after on the 27th, 28th, and 29th, and of course, you know when everybody else comes back, I'll I'll still also still be there. Trust me. You know the dates just so happen to fall on really good days where the show is or that the show is on, and all of the shows are on, too, especially on Thursday for the very interesting show tomorrow night and next week and the week after. They don't happen to fall on the holidays, so guess what, everybody? We will be coming at you live throughout the entire holiday break because you probably want some stuff to listen to, right? I know that you probably have to go to uh, family gatherings and shit like that where you know maybe you just need some time to yourself like, all right, grandma, I need I need out for a little for a little while. This is a little much for me. I need to go and listen to something. and so we will uh, we will be here bringing you all of the goods throughout the holiday week and week after. You know, that middle period, that middle week between when uh, after Christmas and when New Year's is. I've heard it called for the first time this year. And let me know in the comments or in the chat if you've ever heard of this term before. But I've never heard the term holiday taint, which that sounds a little grotesque, right? But, I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. But you know what? I'm on board. I'm absolutely on board with calling that week between Christmas and New Year's the holiday taint. Because, look, I mean, some of us will probably have to work that week. Most of us will have to work that week, I could imagine. But, It's just nobody cares. Nobody's really on. Nobody's mentally stimulated. I highly, highly doubt that anybody will uh, be operating at their full 100% mental capacity during that week. Not that that's uh, an apt comparison to how high of a percentage anybody operates at any other time of the year. But I, I, it's very, it's extra low during the holiday taint week. Trust me. So I will, of course, be here with all of you throughout the holidays and the holiday taint so look we're just doing it we're gonna be with you all the time now i hope that you're not hungry because all of the stories well just about most of them that we're gonna get to before we go to break uh and cover some also fun stuff today look we're gonna have a lot of fun today the stories that we have are just wow beautiful beautiful and insanely fun stories. But I hope you're not hungry uh, if you're out there that's listening. Look, I'll give you the time right now before we jump into this first story. I'll give you the time to go fetch a snack, uh, go do what you got to do, go maybe grab a bag of Cheetos or Doritos or whatever it is, and then relish or just lament in the fact that you do not have this tool to eat your whatever favorite snack that you choose to have in front of the computer because that's seems to be everybody's snacking habits nowadays, right? I mean, you want you don't want to just sit down and have a snack. You want to you want to multitask i want to have my snack and i also want to be able to sit at the computer and do some stuff or maybe sit in front of the tv and one of the tough parts about that is getting uh getting your hands dirty you get all that little all that little cheeto dust or all the little dorito dust or popcorn butter, or whatever the hell it is that you get on your fingers based on whatever favorite snack that you have, and there is a company out there that has a product that will put that all to bed. It will be over, it's done, donezo, and it's called snacktive It's the snacking tool of the future, and I think this story is just, it's not even a story, it's a fucking product that I happen to come across today, but god damn is this hilarious, and it really just it, it does not say good things about the future of our society when we uh, when we need to have a tool such as this that will help you prevent your fingers from getting dirty while you're snacking. And I will show you this tool in just a moment. But my God, man, my God, is that the level that we're at now where we it, it's like chopsticks? It. It's a little hook that you can put on your finger and it lets you like chopstick the fucking Cheeto out of the bowl so that you can just fucking shove it in your face while you're multitasking or whatever the hell it is that you're doing because nobody can just sit down and concentrate on one thing anymore. No, we have to have all the little, little dopamine hits. We get one dopamine. Yes. Give me the Dorito dopamine hit and then give me the dopamine hit of playing my favorite video game. All right, let's check this product out because I need you guys to see this degeneracy uh, firsthand. It's called Snactiv. It's a multitasking snacking tool of the future that keeps your hands clean and your focus on the things that matter. It's this little, this little chopstick thingy that you put on your, your, the tip of your hands, I guess, or the tip of your fingers, or like the bridge of your fingers. You attach it to your index and middle finger. You continue doing gaming creating or working while you're still snacking and never have to set your utensil down look you can just keep gaming with your controller or whatever the hell it is with this thing still on your hand which by the way seems very uncomfortable and i do not actually want to be wearing this thing while i'm moving the mouse around or while i'm just clicking on the controller no i don't want any part of that and, of course, because it ha- uh, any marketing nowadays and of all time has to sell you the experience rather than the product, you get no more FOMO, no more pressing pause, more time to do more while enjoying a greasy snack. So it's not even the product that you have to be concerned about. The fact that look, look, look at how that curves. Look at this image right here. And if you're not uh, checking the video out, hopefully I described. If you're just listening to the podcast, I'm hoping that I described this well enough to where you kind of get an idea as to what it is. So it's these little two rings that you stick in between your index or your middle finger and your ring finger, and they're they're chopsticks. You you like you chop up or you grab the little fucking Cheeto and you just slam them in your mouth. It's a utility that's patent pending, completely unnecessary, probably not something that I would want to see in my marketing campaign if I hypothetically hired this marketing firm. But very cool snacking tool with one function to shove more snacks into your huge fucking gullet without interrupting your activities or getting your crap covered in grease or snack debris. You know what? All right, I changed my mind about the marketing. I'm actually a little bit down for this because we all know that uh anybody that is actually a fucking Cheeto eater or just any kind of snacker while they're gaming is uh this exact target demographic, right? This is it's, it's going to hit home. You've got to sell the experience over the product because the product looks kind of questionable. Oh, my God. Listen to this. You never have to put Div down because it's literally attached to you like that one Tinder date who professed their love to you 38 minutes into your first date at the Olive Garden. All right. Hear me out on this leading theory. And please tell me if I'm off base about this in the comments or in the chat. But uh, I don't think that anybody that's using this product is going on any kind of Tinder dates. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm being a little bit judgy. But I'm just saying that I really don't think that anybody that's using fucking finger chopsticks to grab a fucking Dorito or a Cheeto or it even says here gummy worm that uh, I, maybe that's just a hunch. But I don't think that they're going on any Tinder dates anytime soon. So that that that's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm off base on this. Oh, check check out some of these uh, some of these testimonials that we have here from uh, Oh who is a 19-year-old Twitch streamer, developer by day, and gamer. Because, you know, of course, that's uh, that's the target audience for this product, are the Twitch users and gamers. At least her favorite snack is fruits and veggies. Yeah, likely story, him. Likely story. I really bet that you're using this product to, to reach for your fucking fruits and veggies. Okay. All right. Sure. Sure. I totally believe you on that one. For her needs, she needs it for intense concentration, no interruptions, a clean workstation for the most streamlined of coding. She also says, as someone who finds eating not enjoyable and a distraction from my work, Snactiv is like updating my operating system. All right, Seenum, I also think it's quite a likely story that you don't enjoy don't enjoy eating i mean you do look like that you don't enjoy eating because she does look fairly slim and in shape but at the same time uh she's one of those people that just eats for sustenance and not for enjoyment at all and you know i'm sorry i'm not down for that food is it's delicious it's fucking good and it's probably the best time of day is you know feeding time and uh sleep time that i'm telling you that's it those are the best two times a day is food sleep Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, there's there's another guy here, Akira. Which I'm I'm sorry, buddy. You're not a fucking anime character. Maybe that's his professional DJ slash artist name. Who is age 25. His favorite snack is ah beautiful the stereotype right here, flaming hot Cheetos. And his needs are to look cool, to not get Cheetles, Cheeties. What? on his instruments to eat as much snacks as humanly possible and to make the biggest bangers oh my god his testimonial is so fucking cringe i have yeeted all other utensils Uh, no all right i think that's it fellas i think i don't want to i think i'm done with this world i think it's over i think it's over for me my god Like, how is this stylable in any way? Look, it's fucking, it's wearable chopsticks. It comes in a light and dark mode, and it's even got a carrying case. There's a carrying case for this. You need, how, you need carrying, a carrying case for your fucking finger chopsticks to slam fucking Cheetos in your mouth? Okay, sure. Elena is age 30 she's a day trader her favorite snack is cool ranch doritos and chili's baby back ribs what are you eating chili's baby back ribs in the middle of professionally day trading Uh, and also why why do you have cards why is cards part of your marketing her needs are a way to keep her cards closed but clean and if you're checking out the video here then you can see that she's just holding a pair of like a hand of cards of blank cards for God knows what reason, because I guess that's just something you can do if you're a day trader by day. Thanks to Snactiv, I can play dirty, but snack clean. No! Get me out of the world! I'm, I'm done! This is over! Yikes. Yikes! So, uh, let me know what you think about this product in the comments, uh, or the chat. Also, if you know a, a gamer out there, then, uh, You can order one of these. They're up for pre-order. You can order the super limited holiday bundle, which comes with three of them and a carrying case for $80. And you can order each of these individually for... The font is so hard to read. I don't know if that's $15 or $16. It comes in a dark mode and a light mode. You can get it with the carrying case in a bundle that's on sale for $18. You can also get for $35... I really hope this is $35 and not $85. You know, let me let me fucking zoom in here. All right, thank God it's $35 and not $80. Also, the holiday bundle is $30 and not $80. But, again, font's hard to read, so I can't tell. Cheeto Stain Simulator T. All right, look, look at this, chat. Look at this, everybody. It's a t-shirt that looks like you've, you're fucking wiping your shirt with Cheeto Stains. That... That's almost worse than having an actual white T-shirt that you have stained with fucking Cheeto dust. Come on. Uh. You know, I I think we're lost. I think that the world is just over. Uh, um, I don't mean to overreact here, um, but I, I think that's it. I think that 2021, it was good knowing you fellas. I think that 2021 is just the last year of this planet continuing to exist. Because, look, as soon as we get to this level of degeneracy where you need to uh, have finger chopsticks while you're gaming, then I think it's over. I think our society's over, fellas. Maybe that's just me. But, you know, so be it sometimes. Also, I know. Do you know anybody? Do you guys know anybody that is one of those people that can somehow like actually play while they have fucking... Uh, dusty Cheeto hands or greasy hands or whatever. I knew one of those people growing up. And I, I swear to God, that guy was the biggest fucking degenerate that I've ever known in my entire life. And somehow this product makes sense. In fact, uh, he claimed that it enhanced his gaming abilities, which, first of all, what the fuck? And second of all, uh, fortunately, there's a product for you, so... Check out Snacktive if you know one of those people. Look, it's probably not going to get to your house in time for the holidays if you were to order it right now because it's on pre-order. But I'm just look, maybe for next year, it could be a potential uh, holiday gift. South Korea is under fire. Their largest dairy company, its name is Seoul Milk, kind of like how we have uh, like T.G. Lee here. For instance at least in the southeast tg lee is a rather big dairy brand but over in south korea they have soul milk and they're apologizing after releasing a controversial advertisement which some say critics are which some say critics portray women as a very particular animal uh critics are saying that it portrays women as this particular animal and before i tell you what it is i'm going to just straight up show you the ad and i want to know what you think about this because they south korea's dairy company soul milk is taking a lot of heat from this advertisement they've even had to take it down they've had to make public apologies they said we are taking this matter seriously and we will pay more attention and review to prevent similar problems in the future at first it said that it had been received differently due to how it had been intended saying that the company wanted to focus on the organic origins of their product and that they did not intend to depict women as these animals and i will show you the ad and it is in korean so i'll i'll tell you what the voiceover says before i show it to you guys it says uh and i imagine that this being like a safari hunter going out in the wild we finally succeeded in capturing their images in a place where nature has been kept clean we decided to approach them cautiously who are drinking clean water from clean nature eating organic diet and living peacefully in a pleasant environment <laughs> 모습을 we 모습을 out to nature. Clean, I went out to nature. Clean, pure water. I went out to nature. Clean, Nope, they're cows. They're cows. They depicted these women as cows, they say. We sincerely apologize to everyone who may have felt uncomfortable due to the milk advertisement video uploaded to the official YouTube channel last month, they said in a statement. It provoked this advertisement, provoked a public backlash and sparked a debate about sexism in the country. Some social media users also said that it justified secretly taking video footage of women, which is a crime known as MOLCA that has become a widespread problem in South Korea in recent years. And first of all, that angle, the justifying of secretly taking video footage of women, that angle is just straight up... uh, not a good take at all because this is clearly framed as you know it's kind of like a nature documentary parody, right? It's it's a uh, Korean Steve Irwin heading out into the jungle. You know, I'm I'm on a mission to try and find the most organic milk that's out there. I found him, and then as soon as I stepped on that twig, I saw something that I never thought I would see in my whole life my god so i'll read the voice over to you again in fact no i won't because then i'm gonna want to do the australian accent again and it's just, it's just i can't i can't do it unless i you know like sit here and mentally gather myself for it but no i'm sorry i'm sorry everyone you got it once that that that's all we're getting when the advertisement was posted, social media users took to YouTube, leaving comments including, it makes me sick, and this is too much. Soul Milk insisted that there were men in the video as well, but they were not recognizable. You know, actually, I will show this to you guys again so that we can get the, the overhead shot. like the... All, right, let's... All right, let's check this out. I know that the image is uh, kind of blurry because it's a fairly... Low resolution video, but look, I don't know. I I don't I don't think there are any men in this shot. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this guy over here. Maybe this guy over here on the left could could be a male, but again, it it's too it's too unclear to make that determination. So let me know what you think about this. Do you think that this is actually kind of sexist? Do you think that the comparison of women to cows is apt here, or do you think that people being offended by this is just a little too much because honestly i could see some arguments on both sides which is that uh if you're on the camp or in the camp that it's not that offensive and that you know hey look only it's only female cows that produce milk anyway so i mean that they're just kind of making the full equation to humans but at the same token or on the same token uh It is kind of a common insult to refer to women as cows. And I don't know if that's as big of a cultural thing over there in Korea as it is over here, especially to call a woman a cow. But I could see arguments from both camps. I could see people that would be offended by this or I could see people that think like, ah, this is this is not not really a big deal at all. So do let me know what you think in the comments or in the chat. It is, uh, of course, at Simulation Radio on everything. Leave a comment in the YouTube video also, because that's more than likely where I'll see it and where we can talk about it. Activision Blizzard is under fire once again, because if anybody has not been following the story, I'll give you a little bit of a, a brief kind of summary of what has been going on essentially uh activision blizzard is in a massive lawsuit situation with employees their employees are walking out and this is all over very insane sexual allegation lawsuits that go as high as the former ceo bobby kotick i i actually don't remember if he resigned or not yet but he definitely got a lot of pressure to resign but in one such example of that kind of sexual harassment culture coming to light. There have been some accounts this week of a f- couple of former and current Blizzard employees of uh, stolen breast milk from Blizzard. Because I guess these animals that are responsible for sexual sexually harassing people over at Blizzard, they... It, goes so far the frat boy culture just runs too deep and too rampant and it just seeps too far that i guess that they think that going and stealing breast milk is okay according to a new thread posted by jessica gonzalez on wednesday who is an activision blizzard employee she depicts Uh, accounts of breastfeeding workers being forced to sit on the floor to pump given unsanitary tables and unsafe power outlets and even had their breast milk repeatedly stolen from refrigerators that were supposed to be locked so uh i guess other employees or maybe members of management are just sliding in that fridge they're sliding in there and just getting the breast milk right out of there which uh apparently was clearly labeled and there were no other uh, lactating female employees over at blizzard so look it it had to have been stolen it can't have been any of the other potentially lactating women that are working at blizzard at the current time another employee stephanie lyon said i'm not hr so i'm done tiptoeing around these issues to be sensitive to men they stole them and if they want to keep that hush hush maybe they should circle back to me when i report these things and share with some transparency how they plan to respond and mitigate these issues. well, uh here's how we fix this. all right, blizzard, if you're in like upper executive that's trying to figure out how to deal with this PR crisis and how to deal with uh these 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 problematic women, then all right, let's have a chat. you and me, blizzard employees just uh send a brief memo out to all of your people telling them to uh, stop stealing the fucking breast milk. That's kind of sick, right? Like, and this is going to sound really bad. None of these women are that attractive. Do you really think that you want their fucking breast milk? Like, come on. If you're going to steal breast milk, at least do it to someone that's hot. And we count down to how long it takes for that joke to get me in trouble. In three, two, one, and... oh, Oh, no, I'm gone. I'm canceled. Shit. Another producer, Stephanie Krutzik, Krutzik, okay, corroborated the claims regarding breast milk stealing, saying that while she was nursing her pumped supply of breast milk, was stolen from the break room refrigerator. This was in 2008. There was no fridge in the room, so I had to label and carry my breast milk out and store it in the break room fridge. It was very clearly breast milk in baggies with a baby's face on it. It was clearly mine, as I was the only lactating woman in the building. One day I went to retrieve my pumped supply at the end of the day and it was gone. There were no other mothers in the building and very few women at all in either QA or CS at the time, which are departments over there. All the other items I had seen earlier were still in the fridge. They were dated and labeled. Someone had either taken my bags and tossed them or stolen them for some creepy reason. This was devastating, not just for the creep factor, but because I was already low on supply and had a baby who wouldn't latch. I was already supplementing and struggling to get milk. That's, that's fucking, oh God, that's so gross. That's just gross. Gross. Hopefully, I don't have to hear more about this fucking Blizzard lawsuit shit. Like, hopefully, they fix all their stuff, and you know, whatever happens, happens, and they kind of figure this shit out. But come on, Blizzard, just shit together. All right. Well, I do have two more stories that I want to get to. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to power run through these before we go to break because look, it we already. I've already determined that this is going to be the this weekend snacks segment or this weekend dairy. Ugh, you know yeah. that you know what if I if we were to go with that route, then that would mean that the uh Activision Blizzard employees breast milk counts as a snack, which oh god, no. No. Jesus. Kraft is putting an offer in to pay you $20 to not make your Christmas cheesecake because there are supply chain shortages of Philadelphia cream cheese. And what they're doing is they're reimbursing up to 18,000 customers $20 for a holiday dessert through its Philadelphia spread the feeling offer, which I, I don't know, man. I, I would rather have a cheesecake over $20, especially one that I make myself. And, oh, man, cream cheese is just so damn good, too. However... In order to do it, you have to sign up for like a rebate and eventually maybe months down the line they'll send you the twenty dollars. You know how uh kind of like how class action lawsuits work, where whenever you get an email that you're part of a class action lawsuit, you have to go through this really elaborate process to get maybe like five dollars back, which personally does not seem worth it to me. I-, I would much rather have the cheesecake, assuming that we can have enough cream cheese to Eat the cheesecake those who get one of the limited spots will have to submit a store or restaurant receipt dated between december 17th and christmas eve with a dessert or dessert ingredient identified to qualify so what they're doing is is they're saying that you can go out and buy uh Anything else. Look, so go go buy another snack. Go buy anything that's not using our product that's short from the supply chain issues. And just send us the receipt of whatever it is that you buy for your little fucking holiday party or get together, and we'll send you up to twenty bucks for it. Ten thousand reservations open on Friday and eight thousand additional spots will be available starting at noon on Saturday. So go get your snacks. Get ready for it. Because it's not gonna be a cheesecake. Man, a cheesecake sounds really good right now. Really, really good right now. Shit. No. 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 As if this story is not going to make it any easier. Look, I warned everybody. I warned you guys to go get a snack before we started this segment. And I'm hoping that hearing about the Activision Blizzard breast milk did not cause you to, like, like regurgitate your snack. If it was Cheetos, look, you deserve this. You deserve your fate. But if it was a good snack, then... Uh, I have to formally apologize for that. This snack, though, is very, very good sounding. It was a pot brownie that broke records in Norwood, Massachusetts this week, and it's an 850-pound monster to celebrate National Brownie Day that occurred last week. So this company called MarlMed, and they decided, you know what, let's celebrate National Brownie Day and how they did that was creating the largest pot brownie that ever existed. It's 850 pounds. It measured three feet wide, three feet long, and 15 inches high. It contains more than 20,000 milligrams of THC. And by comparison, the pot brownie's THC content is equivalent to 4,000 of the company's normal-sized brownies, which contain 5 milligrams each. Apparently, their plan is to sell the giant brownie to a medical marijuana patient in Massachusetts because the 20K milligrams of THC in the brownie, apparently it falls within the maximum THC amount allowed for a medical patient in the state. So one lucky individual is going to be able to purchase this fucking giant, giant pot brownie, which I will show you guys in just a moment. Stay tuned. Oh, God, if you want to know about some of these uh, ingredients that were used, I really would like a figure as to how much this costs, because I can't imagine this is cheap. Not only are you including... 20,000 milligrams worth of THC, which that sounds like a lot of weed. It also contains 1,344 eggs, a casual 250 pounds of sugar, 212 pounds of butter. My God, that is a lot of butter. Fuck. You might need your little fucking hand chopsticks to pick at this while you're gaming. 81 pounds of flour. And 122 pounds of cocoa powder, among other ingredients. It took a team of five confectioners, five bakers, and they needed 24 hours to make the brownie. They had some challenges, such as stabilizing it. They even had to build a pallet to fortify it with some support on the table to ensure that the 850-pound brownie was safe. And all right, now it's time. It's time now, fellas. Look, check this out. Check this brownie out. I will zoom in for you so that you guys can see just how fucking massive this brownie is. And that leads me to the question of what the hell is that one person that purchases this 850 pound brownie going to going to do with it? Like it's not like you can consume that amount of brownie in a long enough time until it starts to go bad. I don't know. Does the brownie go bad after a while? I'm sure it does. What are they going to do with it? Like, it's not... And I just imagine the person that buys it, like, slams all of it at once or, like, slams a good amount of it at once and just gets absolutely fucking obliterated high. Maybe, uh, maybe they can spread it out just a little bit. But then by that time, maybe it goes bad. So I'm not, not quite sure. Surely the person that buys it will have to share the love around a little bit. Uh, look, I'm I'm just saying, uh maybe send some over here, and we can have we can have a good time with the 850-pound brownie. They did attempt to get the Guinness World record for it because the previous record for the world's largest brownie was 243 pounds, and this one was 850. My God, they shattered that record. But Guinness World Records no longer accepts applications or creates new record titles that are related to the consumption, preparation, or use of tobacco, cannabis, or nicotine products. So they got a little moral bug up their ass about putting weed shit in the Guinness Book of World Records. And, I, you know, I think that's a shame. They put These five bakers put a lot of work into this massive pot brownie and I think they deserve some recognition for it. Maybe that's just me. Let me know what you think in the comments, too. I also want to know, what the fuck would you do with this brownie? Would you try and eat as much of it as you possibly could? Or, you know, maybe divvy it up a little into daily portions of edible brownie? Also, you, I think you'd have to get over it. You'd get kind of bored with it after a while, wouldn't you? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sober now, so I can't be asking these kind of questions. All right, when we come back, oh, there is some fun, fun stuff to get to because there's a story that came out uh, today about the brain capacity of rocket scientists and brain surgeons. And I think all of us average people will quite enjoy the findings of this study. Plus, do you like Microsoft Excel? Do you really like Microsoft Excel? Do you like it enough To compete in the world championship of Microsoft Excel? Are you surprised that that's even a thing? Well, I was, and we are going to cover that in full glorious (laughs) detail. Hey, wake up! Excel is exciting! Fuck! We will cover that when we come back. Stay tuned. Simulation, right here. What do? spreadsheets is the question that i propose to ask do you like spreadsheet enough to compete in an esports like spreadsheet competition because i really really wanted to dive into this story because my god this is both ridiculously interesting and also uh insanely insanely boring at the same time because uh so, when I was young, when I was in uh, high school, I took programming classes essentially just to kind of take classes with my friends. It wasn't really something that I was interested in. And I was also pretty bad at it. I think that if I were to try and tackle it today with a more clear head, and I'm, I think I'm a little bit smarter at least than I was in high school. But, you know, maybe that's just copium. But I, I would like to think that I probably do a little bit better at it today than I would have back then. But do you have one of those jobs out there, chat, that involves uh, fucking with a lot of spreadsheets and doing a lot of spreadsheet things? I'm actually thinking about uh, sending this story to my boss tomorrow because he is he's a spreadsheet expert. Like I've had to call him in the middle of the day to ask him about stuff that can be done with spreadsheets and an Excel that I had no idea could ever have existed because Excel is actually somewhat of a complicated program. There is legitimately so much shit that you can do in it. And these very intelligent people all gathered over this past weekend for the financial modeling world cup it was held last weekend. It was broadcast live and it was funded by Microsoft and it had a grand total of ten thousand dollars offered as a prize. Now I think a certain distribution of that went towards like split between the top finishers. I don't think the winner got ten grand, but you know, for ten grand or even a large chunk of that ten grand, I will uh nose in the books it. ...for however long it takes. And it consisted of 128 participants from each region of the world. From Africa, Asia Pacific, Europe, North America, and South or Latin America. The qualification began on November 13th. And seeing the juxtaposition of the fact that like, legitimately anything can be an eSport nowadays... ...because, uh, especially if you're watching on Twitch, then you've probably, on the occasion seen uh some chess players in fact there are chess players that are assigned by major esports organizations and this is somewhat of an extension of that because when i was in high school i got ads there were like programming competitions and uh, boring sounding shit like that but if you're in a particular niche like this then uh <sighs> it's exciting to you But, you know, maybe it just doesn't translate as well to the rest of the world. It takes place every year, pitting the world's top financial modelers against each other. And there's even a ranking system. There is a leaderboard that has the top Excel spreadsheet workers on it. So how this competition works, right, is they were asked... They were given, like, this problem that had a list of things to accomplish, and you had to build a spreadsheet to solve all of these problems. They were case studies which are provided to the contestants at the time of the event. They consisted of a problem that's between one and five pages long with a list of questions that the contestants need to solve. To move up in the game, they needed to fully answer the questions as well as produce and submit financial models in a spreadsheet it you know this is esports baby because it was it was a real event it was broadcast live on youtube it had commentators they had commentators and i'm, I'm going to show you some of the footage of this because the fact that there were fucking commentators of the the world championship of excel blows my fucking mind blows my mind it included bill Jellen, who is a microsoft mvp who was given the moniker, Mr. Excel. My God, my God. In the end, the contestant from Australia, Andrew Guy, edged Michael Jarman from Australia. God, these people even have nicknames, too, like players in eSports. Andrew Guy, who is from Australia, his nickname was Goat. And uh, Michael Jarman, his name... I guess he has a following too, the Jarmy's army, which, okay, it's already bad enough that you're a professional uh, or an Excel competitor, but to have an army that follows you, to have an army that, that is behind you while you're competing in the Excel World Championship, okay, all right, sure, sure thing. The final pitted the two together in what was described as a heroes of might and magic competition. I mean, of of course, this is nerds we're talking about here, where one fictional nation sent soldiers, knights, and archers to conquer the other. And they had to come up with an Excel problem to deal with some of the stats and some of the uh, just strange issues that could arise in this and i have some footage that i will show you guys of the final moments of the world championship of excel and we're we're really about to see just how exciting and into uh into the world of excel that you can get here this is of course bill Jellen who is mr excel from microsoft uh you know i'll even hide my camera for this too look is excel making it big in the esports world baby is excel the next big esport I will let you decide as we watch the final moments and the winner is crowned of the World Championship of of Excel. And we'll get to see some of the commentary and hear some of the commentary about this, too. And it still just blows my fucking mind that the World Championship of Excel could even exist. But I guess it can't be too surprising at this point. Yeah, I, I think the reason uh, for him scoring only one, one there is uh, probably he does not recognize that uh, on these border cases when uh, the uh, damage, uh, like when the knights and infantry stop, the I'm really curious and, as to uh, how he's going to uh, tackle this problem. Do extra damage to the other, uh, to the archers. Okay, so another ascent here. So he's going to be going to be facing more. A uh, uh, high uh, tension moment. And half a minute left. He's going through that excel uh, spreadsheet. The one question that remains here whether Andre will be a- 280 uh, to 734. But judging that final the final 20 seconds. Uh-oh. Uh, I think he doesn't. Can you excel fast so, enough to make up those points in time? What, what no. There's 12 uh, seconds you're, you're left. Right. You're missing out on uh, all the excel that, points. Uh, can't just flow over to the options straight away. Yeah, 5 oh, seconds no. left. 5 no. seconds left. Uh-oh. Uh, and, and we have a champion. No, That's right. That's we have a champion. All done. right, everybody. We did it. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sam, you must be. Uh, he excelled really harder the than the company. other guy. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I even going back I, as far sorry, as model, sorry. Off, I almost um, fell You wow. um, was I think, a double model of champion in the past. Um, oh, they have an the, interview too. Well, deserved, deserved win. Um, deserved win. Exactly why you are the second seed in this competition. All right, wake up, wake up. This is Excel we're talking so about here. This is we, exciting we were, stuff. Really, we we're really, we were really uh, banking on you trying to uh, trying to get that final solution uh, for the thousand points. Uh, but where, where hey. are you you hey hey, right. quiet um, you. What were you trying to solve with this? This is a serious business. Yeah, I actually don't know what I'm missing, <laughs> so um, I, I'm sure there is something because. Uh, yeah, it's just time pressure. So neither of them could complete the question perfectly enough to score the one thousand points. That is the maximum. And I guess the goat Andrew and Guy ended it seven hundred and thirty-four points in. And such was the business. He was the wor- he became the world champion of Microsoft Excel for this year. And, you know, there are, oh, my God, there are world rankings. There are world rankings for this. The world champion currently with the highest ranking in Microsoft Excel. His name is DR Early. He's from New York. He works for Early Days Consulting. And he has 11,700 points, whatever that means. The next highest person has 11,000 points. So the first place person is pff, slamming everybody else in the Microsoft Excel world. Shark. Sure. Sure, okay. I'll let you have this one, but uh, let me know what you guys think because I just came across this story today, and this one made me laugh so hard that I had to cover it. In fact, I almost even made a, a separate video about this because my my god, this is it's just the juxtaposition between like how boring Microsoft Excel is, has. Stereotypically, been versus you know how exciting they tried to make it look. At least get all right. So you have to have Bill Jelen, uh, the Microsoft MVP. You have to have Mister Excel at least. But the other two commentators, I don't know, man. They they were a little boring. Look, if you want to make people care about Excel, you really gotta spice it up a little bit. Maybe make somebody punch some other guy. I, I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying that you have to like reach across the screen and punch the other contestant, but it it probably would make it a hell of a lot more exciting again just just my personal opinion maybe there are people out there that find just microsoft excel uh, exciting hey hey wake up wake up There is a new study out that proposes something that I think will make everybody happy out there. If you're, you know, kind of like you or me and we're not rocket scientists or brain surgeons. Fortunately, there is a new study out that came out in the British Medical Journal today that says that brain surgeons and rocket scientists may not necessarily be smarter than the general public, according to a report that came out on monday you know the common phrase it's not brain surgery and it's not rocket science well you know what they're they're just as smart as the rest of us they're just as smart as you and me fellas so you know what maybe we could all just go out there and be brain surgeons and rocket scientists and i'm not saying that the rocket that i build would just uh explode instantly on launch but i it, it probably would Online intelligence tests were administered to both neurosurgeons and aerospace engineers from the UK, Europe, the US, and Canada. Responses from 329 aerospace engineers and 72 neurosurgeons were included in the final analysis. Researchers tested study participants who had to have completed a degree in the relevant specialty across several cognitive domains like emotional discrimination and motor control. They then assessed the cognitive characteristics of each specialty using the Great British Intelligence Test from the Cognitron platform which is used to measure distinct aspects of human cognition spanning planning and reasoning, working memory, attention and emotional emotion processing abilities. The study also quoted, generic or compared to the general population, aerospace engineers did not show significant differences in any of those domains. As I mentioned earlier, the human cognition Planning, reasoning, working memory, attention, and emotion processing abilities. So, look, the all the all the aerospace engineers, you got those same capabilities as the rest of us. I, now, maybe you're not any more emotionally intelligent than me, you fucks. I guess it's my turn to go out there and aerospace engineer. Look, I'm I I could design a plane. I, I'm just saying, I, I you bring me out there, my emotional processing ability will d- design the fuck out of that plane and we're we're gonna get there trust me neurosurgeons however uh did prove to be smarter than the rest of us so you know I, all right look i guess brain surgery is still it's still off the table i guess i'm not carving anybody's brain up anytime soon not that that doesn't sound fun hey it does sound kind of fun though neurosurgeons were able to solve problems faster than the general population but showed a slower memory recall speed so they did solve. Essentially, it means that they're able to solve problems faster. They can think quicker on their feet uh, in situations that do not require rapid problem solving. Uh, it's probably okay to continue to use the phrase "it's not brain surgery." So <sighs> we're all validated. We're all validated, fellas. Look, so you and me, let's join up. Let's have a club. Let's have the uh, the aerospace engineering and brain surgery club. Where, you know, look, I don't have a degree, but I had this study to cite that says that I could design a plane and carve up somebody's brain. Probably not, but, you know, if we all form a club and we all, all did it together, then, I, you know, I think we all put our collective brains enough to maybe equal one neurosurgeon. Uh, sounds a lot like fun. We'll need a, uh, we will, of course, need a human test subject, so I am looking for volunteers. If you would like to volunteer your brain to be carved by uh, any member of the general public because as we all know that look that we're just as smart as them so it I, I we need some volunteers for science I'm just just putting that out there so if you if you would like to sign up then please send me a message leave a message in chat leave a comment and uh we'll we'll get right on that we'll start carving up the brain and we'll have a good time Let's do Reach for the Sky. Oh, no, not my ship. Somebody do something. Reach for the sky. Oh, no. Sheriff Woody. No, Sheriff Woody is not with us. But this is, of course, our little cool down at the end of the show. Not that we didn't have a lot of fun tonight because I highly enjoyed the stories that we did. But... Nonetheless, we do have randomquestionmaker dot com, which we go to at the end of every show and pick from one of our five categories. We've got candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And we did a we did a weird one yesterday, so let's let's try creative today, and maybe next week we'll we'll pick a couple of uh, different categories. Uh, the last thing you bought? What was the last thing that I bought? Oh. Oh, this is perfect. I love this question because boy, do I have the last thing that I bought right here. And this is a perfect opportunity to give a nice little uh, plug to kind of chill a little bit. So uh, I would like to start off and preface that by saying that I love you all. You are all amazing, uh, amazing, amazing, sexy beasts that I appreciate highly for your continued support of the show and for your continued support of the show you will soon have access to the last thing that i purchased which would be some copies of let me see if i can twist my arm out like that some copies of the latest simulation radio collectible products where we've got some magnets we've got some stickers i really like the holographic edition of the simulation radio live sticker which you will be able to get soon by staying tuned to all of the shows Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 pm or at 9 p.m Eastern on Thursday for the very interesting show like that that's this one. so uh this is a magnet the simulation radio magnets also up for grabs. We've got some simulation radio stickers, simulation radio live stickers. Uh, all of this will be available in the coming year. And I'm just saying that we, we've got a game show that we play now on the very interesting show. And I'm also hypothetically just saying that, you know, if you were to uh, call in and play the game and defeat either Johnny Horndog or Justin, who currently are competing against each other in Let's Play a Game show, but I am not excluding it from the realm of possibility that you could win some of these prizes. We've also got some other stuff coming up in the works. Oh, man. Thank you, randomquestionmaker.com. I get a chance to shill right now at the end of the show. Beautiful, beautiful. So stay tuned. We've got some shirts coming, too. uh, And we will, of course, have some other products as the year continues. I'm kind of spreading out what I'm working on throughout the next couple of weeks and months. And, uh we we do we got some good juicy stuff coming up very soon and i appreciate all of your support all of your continued love uh i am very thankful for all of you choosing to not only just hang around and have a good time with me not just in the youtube recording or in the podcast but also live should you choose to go that route as well because i love hanging out with everybody I talked yesterday about how there are these fucked up parasocial relationships that happen between you and like uh, either influencers that you follow, depending on what demographic you're in, whether it be influencers that you follow or like, you know, if you watch Twitch a lot, you know, we're on Twitch. And could be one of those people one day but if you watch twitch streamers a lot i know this was really bad for me the last couple years or and i talked about this yesterday too but growing up listening to talk radio i had that fucked up parasocial relationship with the people that i listened to and it made me think that i knew them on a deep level which you know it's kind of hard to determine what's a bit and what's real but at the same time you really do feel like that you have that that connection with people. And so that is my goal. That's my hope here to be able to provide something like that, to give you listening. Maybe if you're having a tough time out there, or if you just need something to connect to, uh, the, the shows are a way for me to kind of pay it forward and bring that value that I got when I was in tough times to anybody else out there that might be, uh, Just casually looking to get into a fucked up parasocial relationship. (laughs) All right, that that sounds bad. It's really not that bad. I, I ultimately do think that talk radio and podcasts are podcasts are a net positive. But regardless, I love you all. You are all fantastic. Sexy beings. And I do hope that you will follow at Simulation Radio on everything, not just for Simulation Radio Live, but also for the very interesting show. And I'm kicking around some ideas for a uh, third show as well. And if we ever get close to getting to that point, it'll probably be early next year. Then uh, I will, of course, keep everybody updated as we get closer to that as well. And if you so choose to support the show monetarily, on Patreon, it is patreon.com slash Radio. You'll get access to our uh, weekly, semi-weekly, depends on if we have everybody here if or not. Patreon show. We do have an exclusive Patreon show that we record for the subscribers. Not that you're missing out by continuing to support for free. Look, I, I still love you, and all you have to do to continue to earn my undying love is to slam that share button. Just do it anyway all right that is about all the time that we have today so I love you all you are all excellent and you are whatever you choose to be in this world Thank you for listening I will see you all tomorrow evening at 9 p.m Eastern for the very interesting show we may be a man down but we will continue I'm and I'm just saying may not 100 percent guaranteed but we will still roll on and have a good time nonetheless to close out the week. See you then. Bye.